When I look in the mirror, I don't see wrinkles. When I look in the mirror, I see hair on my head, not my shoulder. And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bowl, the Fountain of Truth. And it's the Fountain of Truth about aging. Now, our guest today might very well put me out of business because he's in the business of making sure there isn't aging or aging as we know it today. Certainly aging is something we want because let's think of the alternative. But do we really want to age with chronic diseases, with being thought of as a burden, with all of a sudden in the age of COVID becoming a vulnerable population? Well, the answer is no. And Keith Comito has basically, basically devoted his life to see that age-related diseases, that we, as we understand them today, as we suffer from them today, as we spend money on them today, as our families are burdened by them today, will eventually be a thing of the past. He has created a remarkable, remarkable, almost from nothing, uh, conference that really does attract geroscientists, investors from all over the world. I was there at, uh, as press, very impressed by it. And an organization called LEAF, you're going to hear all about this today, and you're going to see how you personally can benefit from it, benefit others, and participate. So, Keith, thank you so much for being uh, today with uh, on our show. It's, it's really such an extraordinary time to be talking about aging. How are you personally doing in this almost still sequestration situation? Sure. You know, thanks for having me. And uh, I don't think you're going to worry about me putting you out of business with uh, (laughs) phrases like fountain of truth. That's that's hard to beat. Uh, But but as far as uh, personally, you know, thankfully, friends and family, no one has been directly impacted. But like everyone, you know, under lockdown, you know, sequestered, working from home, getting a little cooped up, but could be worse. So I have nothing to uh, complain about. Well, of course, one of the things that I wanted to start with, and I told you that we were going to do this a little differently than I do most of my shows, because generally I would ask you about LEAF, which is your organization, and I will do that. But I want to begin with a conference that's coming up, and there's a couple of reasons. First of all, it's coming up pretty soon in August, and I want people to know about it and how they can register and participate. But second of all, it's coming in a very, very strange time a time when perhaps no one has focused on aging as much as we're doing today. And certainly nobody has focused on our immune systems and what it means to get older. So let's start with your conference. Tell us all about it. It's really quite a quite an experience. Sure. Yeah. The conference is called uh, Ending Age-Related Diseases 2020. If uh, your audience wants to find out about it, you can go to lifespan.io slash conference. And I believe uh, your audience members will have a code, so you can you can tell them that yes. later for a discount. But basically, I'll tell you what the plan was before COVID, yes. <laughs> and then how it <laughs> right. mo- modified modified a little bit after. What a surprise! So, yes, <laughs> yes. So basically, one of the things that we try to do in general at Leaf is to really help to contextualize this research, what's actually possible, and how it can be useful to society by getting a lot of different stakeholders in the room, which is different than a lot of other conferences, which maybe is just straight research. So it's focused on uh, the research itself, but also tracks for investors, how people can make companies and get involved in this field, how uh, regulators are involved in this process and government organizations, and also press and media, the role of everyday people. So 
Previously, it was an in-person conference focused on this, but as you can imagine, uh, we've transitioned it to a, an online conference. And unlike what a lot of people are doing right now, which is basically sort of having uh, you know large Zoom calls, we're going through a process now of really trying to stand up a, a, a slick but easy to use IT solution that will mimic as much as possible uh, the experience of being at an actual conference, being able to have side conversations with people while you're still uh, keeping your eyes on the main stage and being able to really see who's there and network and make connections so that we can help grow this field. Because as you noted, the world needs us right now more than ever. For sure. And one of the magic uh, that I found in the conference that I did go live uh, that Keith had put on was that you do make friends, you meet people, you make you make professional connections. And and one of those connections was actually myself with Keith. We ended up with a luncheon that lasted about three hours after that. So um, tell everybody again how they can find out about the conference. And I want to point out that because this is virtual, because you don't have to travel, there may be many more opportunities for laymen to listen, for folks who are in the caregiving industry, the uh, aging universal design side of things, as well as the gerontologists, the geroscientists, the investors, and so on. So I think that one of the better, let's say, unintended consequences of what's going on right now with virtual conferences, it's cheaper, uh, less time-consuming, and easier for people to go to these conferences. And yes, you will all note that you get a discount just because you listen to our radio show. Uh, go ahead and tell everybody what website they should go to if they want to learn more and register. Sure. So again, that would be lifespan.io slash conference. And that will redirect you when you click on the buy tickets link to Eventbrite, which I'm assuming most of your audience is uh, familiar with. Mm -hmm. And I believe you, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe the code for your audience is MetaBCD2020. And uh, we also have a, a couple of different ticket types. So there is also a free uh, ticket type that will give uh, people access to the keynotes. So maybe if they just want to dip their toes in right. and see if it's interesting. And that's another one of the benefits of an online conference, right? If if your audience members decide to do that and they say, hey, this is interesting, they can sort of immediately convert over to a, to a full ticket. So. Yeah. And I want everybody to know about LEAF, and I'm going to give you a little bit of a background here. The reason our code is Metabesity 2020, there's a reason for that. We're doing a conference. That conference will also be virtual, and it is in October. But why is that a bridge to LEAF, as Keith will explain it in a moment? Because we're getting to what I call critical mass. We are promotional partners. We're helping each other get the word out about age-related diseases, preventing them, delaying them, and stopping them. Now, there was a time that you could look all you wanted and you would never find even one conference that dealt with this issue. Would they deal with Alzheimer's? Would they deal with Parkinson's? Would they deal with issues of aging as a burden? Oh, yes, they would. But would there be a conference that dealt with the possibility of healthy longevity for all of our lives? No. And now there are many. We are getting to this point of critical mass. And one of the leaders, honestly, in the field is Keith and his organization, LEAF. So tell us a little bit about LEAF before we take a break here. Sure. So LEAF, which is an acronym for Life Extension Advocacy Foundation, was formed in, in 2014, and it was basically born from the idea of 
The research is starting to get serious here. Things are actually feasible, but the public really wasn't aware of that. And because of that lack, there was not much traction in the world of investment. There was not much traction in the world of policymaking, of actually getting these things to market to, to, to the public. So we sort of saw ourselves as let's, in a sense, try to make a nonprofit that will function as ostensibly a PR wing right. of this field mm -hmm. to to engage uh, the public. So basically, uh, some of the highlights of things that we've done that will give your audience a sense of what we do is we create a crowdfunding platform, which was initially what Lifespan.io was, and we raised a total of about $400,000 so far for uh, important, credible research projects, you know, from Harvard, from SENS. Uh, and then from that, it sort of spiraled up into becoming a news outlet as well that has now become the most trafficked news outlet on the subject of aging. Uh, and now we also do a lot of outreach initiatives, for example, writing scripts with some of the most popular YouTube channels, you know, science educators, uh, sometimes reaching five, 10 million people, uh, really helping to start this conversation. And the, the best analog I can think of to contextualize it is what the cancer research advocates did in like the 40s when they were doing things like the Jimmy Fund. Yes. They recognized that the that the, a great strategy to actually catalyze change is to find whatever is the most credible research of the time, build a grassroots movement around it through initiatives like crowdfunding and the Jimmy Fund, build up a great cohort of well-informed public, and then use that leverage to get the investment world involved, to get policymakers to realize. And, and for them, it almost culminated in basically them taking like full page spreads out in like New York Times and Washington uh, Post that were basically saying like, Nixon, what are you doing? Right, like, we're dying right. here. And, and, and that, that catalyzed the, the, the 1971 Cancer Act, which was the birth of the war on cancer. So we're doing essentially the same thing for eight. And I will tell you that in 2016, we're going to take a little bit of a break now. We actually do have a Regenerative Medicine Act. We have a lot of things that are on the books, but they haven't yet come to life, so to speak. We come back, we're going to talk about uh, what's working what we're finding that is working in the field of healthy longevity, which is a little different than what we think about when we say aging. Don't you go anywhere. Full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, because I am happy and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. Da -da -da -da. Da -da -da -da. You may think that I'm full of it, and hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the Fountain of Truth. Now, we talk, I guess, for the past six years, every single week, with a wonderful guest expert in the field of aging in some respect. Now, many times they are folks that are in the travel industry. They're folks that are in the funeral industry. We've had that too. People who are in fashion, healthcare, the government. There really is no limit to the issues of aging because I have to remind you all that the one thing, perhaps the only thing other than maybe our demise, that every single person on earth right now shares, regardless of our disruptive differences, is that we are all aging. Every single person right now. And so we should all be thinking about this, but we're not. And there is an organization, it's called LEAF. You're going to hear from its founder right now, 
uh, Keith Comito, uh, and a terrific companion August virtual conference that you can all attend for free, or if you would like to have more full-blown experience at the conference with a discount, just because you listen to our show, uh, is at the forefront of creating awareness with regard to the fact that we don't have to have the kind of older age that we're having now. So, Keith, let, let's talk about that for a moment. I'll give another plug. It's a wonderful conference. Tell everybody the dates of your conference again. Sure. It'll be August 20 and 21st, and you can find out more at lifespan.io slash And there's really no excuse. If you want the full-blown experience, you get a discount by simply putting code Metabesity 2020 into the Eventbrite. If you want to go for free and hear the wonderful keynoters, you can do that as well. All right. But from this, I mean, as you organize these conferences, and it's not your first rodeo, you're seeing some changes. I know that. In the focus of longevity and health span. How far have we actually come? And what would you say the major focus is right now? Well, I would say as far as what's actionable right now to actually extend your healthy lifespan, the best things you can do are the things that your, you know, your mama has always told you yes. to do, right? <laughs> you know, sleep well, exercise, don't eat to excess. Uh, but something that is now changing is that there are some therapies that I would say are on the near term, uh, within maybe five years that we could see something interesting. So basically, the most promising angles here are thing are are uh, you know substances that have been used already that already have a safety profile. So I'm sure your audience is probably familiar with things yes. like metformin mm -hmm. for diabetes, right? And how um, you know near Barzillai at the Albert Einstein College of Medicine, along with some others, one of the interesting things and updates of the last couple of years is there's been some success, basically trying to create leverage to allow a clinical trial to move forward that will look at that already approved drug for the indication of aging, which is a new thing. So as that starts to open the door to allow people to actually trial drugs with that indication, which hasn't historically been possible because aging was not considered a disease, so to speak. So researchers had to kind of dress things up like, oh, I'm not really working on aging, I'm working on Alzheimer's or this and that. But there's a path being created to start to address uh, the goal directly. So let me just talk about met metformin again for a second. There are other substances that are sort of in that category, you know, like rapamycin, that right now with the era of COVID, it's creating an opportunity because one of the important things to look at is, are there any substances right now that are already approved of as safe that maybe can be repurposed that would help immune system function, which is obviously in the limelight right of now course. because of COVID, but but this also, you know, making your immune system younger is also part of the process of making you, you know, totally younger. So that's one of the things that's sort of, you know, interesting in the research sense and sort of the political sense. So right I, now. before we go on, I want to tell everybody uh, some of the resources that we have to bear here for my listeners. And it really is very important, probably getting more important every day. If you go to our radio website, which is generationboldradio.com, or you visit my website, adrianberg.com, contact. You'll get a weekly newsletter, which is absolutely free. In that newsletter, you will find information on uh, Keith Comito's and Leaf and how to uh, make sure that you're in the August that you're in the August conference. 
You will also find free information on near Dr. Nir Barzillai that Keith just mentioned because he does he does webcasts, not conferences, but webcasts. He will be a speaker at our Metabesity 2020 conference, which is also free to my listeners. And so if you feel that you're being left out in the world of better aging and all that you hear about is, as Keith just said, from your mama, exercise, eat right. Okay, you know, we know already turmeric. I mean, fine, uh, vitamin C. But what else is there? There's plenty. And what we're here to do on this show is to bring awareness from the lab to your lap. Now, one of those people who does that happens to be Keith Kavita. So now I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, I asked you, what was the difference when you first started out here to today? And you've accomplished a lot, but are you satisfied with the level of awareness that people can have? Because, you know, we still know in Washington that if, if we don't have a disease, we can't put money into it. Uh, you use a funny word, an interesting word, an indication of aging, but they don't, they don't fund research on indications of aging, but only on things that are already curative. So are we getting anywhere or not, in your opinion? I think we are getting somewhere. So uh, I believe it was two years ago now, there was some headway uh, made by, it was a, a collaborative effort amongst uh, a couple of institutions that were able to, in a sense, push through a specific code in the International Classification of Diseases. Uh, I believe the code was XT90, right. <laughs> not that will yep. mean too much to your audience. Um, but basically, this was, in a sense, classifying, you know, age-related disorders, in a sense, as a disease. So opening that door. It wasn't right. the whole Megillah, but that's a, that's a very, like, meaningful, you know, the crowbar right. is now in the door <laughs> and is being wedged Well, open, let right? me make it uh, something that uh, the listeners do understand. Here's, here's the situation. We have the National Institute of Health in the United States, which actually spends a ton of money on issues of aging that has 26 different departments, one of which is the NIA National Institute on Aging. It has millions. Okay. Most of that money, rightly or wrongly, goes to Alzheimer's because it is a devastating disease. We have four times, Keith, had one of the top researchers from the NIA on our show. They're doing very important work. But even they're a little frustrated. They would like also to be able to research and study pre prevention. They are first now doing some of that research. But because in almost every country, a research project can't be certified to eventually get to the public unless it has a, a purpose. It has to have safety. It also has a purpose. And in most cases, those purposes has to be curing a disease. What are diseases? There's a list. You could look at a list. The FDA actually has a list of what they call diseases. And so does the World Health Organizations, which is what Keith is talking about. And they made a little inroad that certain indications of aging we could think of, not so much as a disease, but something that can be prevented or cured. We didn't get that far yet here with the FDA. But we're all thinking about it, including the regulators. So the door is knocking and trials like TAME which have metformin, as Keith mentioned, you may be taking that right now if you're listening to me. Why? Because you have diabetes. But it cures a lot of other things or prevents a lot of other decline. And wouldn't it be great if, like aspirin, maybe we could all take it? We don't know. 
we'll see what happens. That's part of the TAME trial. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about another avenue in which Keith swims, the pool, we should say, and that is actual supplements, things you can buy, things that that are more, let's say, commercialized or retail, and the companies that are creating them, many of which are really worthwhile knowing about. Uh, So we will talk about that, things that you can do right now, and you don't have to wait for any changes. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, because I am happy, and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. Da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit, because I am happy. And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg, and this is Generation Bold, the fountain of truth, the fountain of truth about aging. And I started my show today with my guest, Keith Cabido, who is the founder of LEAF, which is, I'll say it's a life science endeavor, nonprofit, to, I won't say expunge aging, but change the face of aging. So that what we think about growing older will change dramatically, both culturally, socially, and of course, biologically for us. Uh, and one of the ways he does that is he brings together some really interesting constituents in his virtual conference coming up in August, and we're promoting it. It's as simple as that. I want you to go. Um, it's, it's free if you are only interested in the keynoters, and that's very worthwhile. It's discounted just because you're a listener to our show. And it relates very much to our August conference that's coming up called Metabesity 2020. So this is a little package for you to really advance yourself when it comes to your own healthy longevity. So Keith, uh, what our appetite? Tell us a little bit about some of the speakers or some of the topics that we'll find in August. And then we will go back to our, our ideas about what you think is working and what we can access right away. Tell us a bit about who's going to be showing up in August. Sure. So one of the key things about our event is it mixes together not just some of the best researchers in the world, but also people uh, on the side of investment and regulatory issues. So to give some examples, uh, on the research side, we have uh, Aubrey de Grey from the SENS Research Foundation. Yes, he was uh, a guest on our show. Yes. Uh, Judith Kemp. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Judith Campisi, which uh, uh, has done a lot of landmark work with uh, senescent cells. Steve Horvath, uh, most famous for the uh, epigenetic clock uh, mm-hmm. that, again, maybe your audience is familiar with, it, which is a, a proxy measure uh, of aging by looking at DNA uh, methyl- methylation. Uh, and on the investment side, you know, we have people like uh, like Sergey Young of the Longevity Vision Fund, who's also been involved with XPRIZE. Uh, and basically a whole slew of people like that, you know, top tier, best of the best, uh, great minds working on hopefully uh, curing HIV. Yeah, you know, it was so interesting to me when I was at the live conference, uh, the motivation was so was so different. We had people there who were there, frankly, to learn how to invest in this issue of aging. We had people who were there because they had brilliant ideas and they wanted to see how other people had brought them to fruition. We had regulators who wanted to see what they might be regulating in the future. But the claim to fame of this show is now we can have you. We can have the consumer. 
really listening to this and seeing what's going on. I'm so proud of it. So just tell them what website they can go to. And I will also be announcing that in our weekly newsletter, which you can get for free if you go to generationboldradio.com. Tell everybody where they can register. Sure, they can go to lifespan.io slash conference and um, they can get free tickets to just see the keynotes. But also, if you want to you know, upgrade to a full-on ticket, that will give access to the complete event. And because it is uh, an online event, obviously, uh, you know, you can, you can right. register. Well, uh, I'm going to tell so everybody a little. It's, it's, I would out. say it's not a secret, but it's behind the scenes. So, you know, Keith is not a geroscientist. He is an IT guy. He is also most recently with Disney+. Plus. Why am I telling you this? Because he knows how to put on a show. I mean, this is a guy who knows how to put on a virtual show, right? <laughs> Everybody else is grappling in the dark. But, but this, this is really his, his bread and butter. So this should be some extravaganza. All right. Let's talk about um, – we, we started to talk about what we can do. And you mentioned a couple of existing drugs that people might be able to take in the future to age better. But there are other things that are available now. And uh, – you're kind of at the forefront of who's doing what. So tell us a little bit about some of the things that you think are available or should be available and uh, and how we can support getting our hands on these things. Sure. So we had talked about some you know prescribable drugs before like metformin, but there's also the other side of the coin, the supplements market, right? And this is obviously very challenging to talk about in our field because, as you well know, the field of life extension has been rife with uh, – Well, let me you know, tell you something. In the financial field that I was in, so we, there yeah. was something, a gold and silver salesman. You would run the other way. I'm telling you that this supplement thing is on par in the medical field with – the gold, the gold and silver people, but but there are very yes, legitimate yeah. people in both fields, and they're struggling to be trusted. It's as simple as that. All right, now that's that's my two cents. Go ahead, Keith. Yeah, yeah. So what I was going to say is on that subject, it is becoming very important now because it's currently like the wild west. It's important to figure out how can we as a community, even your audience members, it incentivize the creation of a better system that will allow us as consumers to know what is actually working and what is safe right so let me give you an, let me give your audience an example of things that are being looked at right now obviously uh niacin derivatives you know nmn uh, nr these are things that are being sold in popular supplements right now and look interesting right but we need more clinical trial data to see that does it actually have a, a lifespan effect on humans and this work is now ongoing. An- another one that's very exciting is fisetin, which is in strawberries, which seems to act like a, a senolytic, you know, helps to destroy these zombie senescent cells. But again, there's not really a profit motive <laughs> for a company. You can't patent a strawberry, right? So a lot of these things that may actually be very interesting uh, don't really come to market in a fully robust way because there's no money in it. So I think this now runs into the modern age where even the NIH with its organ, it's an initiative called all of us. There are many organizations now trying to stand up what you can consider 
like crowdsourced clinical trials. And this is something that Lifespan.io is going to be moving in this direction as well, especially in the age of the smartphone. There are ways that we can probably structure a distributed trial to allow people to to you, you know, instead of everyone just self-dosing, you know, they call them N equals one studies, right? Where everyone's just getting their own data and it's meaningless, right? Is there a way to standardize this data and make sure that we can aggregate it in a way that we actually get useful insights for? So I would say to your audience, you know, look into things like the developments with NMN and Fisetin and keep an eye out for how people, the citizens, can get involved in initiatives that will help get the data we need to now, prove that so these things will work. this is so interesting because we've recently had two uh, geroscience researchers from the National Institute on Aging. They happen to be both Alzheimer's researchers and dementia researchers. And uh, as you know, Keith, I ask every one of my uh, uh, guests, what is the one thing they want my listeners to know? And I asked you that as well. I asked them. And they said to me, I want them to know that we need them for our trial studies. And I said, well, to explain. And they said, well, of course, we have pharmacology studies, but we also have behavioral studies. We have the supplement studies like you're talking about, Keith. And we need to be able to prove whether they work or not. And I said, how many people do you need for a trial of that type? They said to me, 3,500 to 5,000. So we really need you, the people who are listening right now, if we're going to be able to answer the question, should you spend $60 for this vitamin C or that omega-3 or you know this type of supplement, what really works? Not so much to regulate our behavior, but to understand what makes sense and what doesn't make sense. Uh, I'll finish up. I have just a second before the end of our segment. So I had the opportunity many years ago to meet with the fellow uh, who had actually created and put on the market resveratrol, which comes from red wine. And now we all know, oh, everybody's going to drink red wine. So he said he's making a pill, and he eventually sold it for a very lot of money to Glaxo. I said, how much red wine? Can I just drink red wine? He said, yes. You could drink a 1,000 glasses a day. And then, then you'll have the same effect, right? And I started, but I Working didn't on do it. that good a job. I like white wine. But, you know, all of this is part of our lifestyle behavior. When we come back, we're going to talk uh, to Keith Camino about whether he's hanging with biohackers, uh, what he sees about lifestyle, or what he would say, what your mama tells you to do. Don't you go anywhere. All of it, but that doesn't bother me, not even a bit. I am happy, and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. Da 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 da, da 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 da. You may think that I'm full of it, but that doesn't bother me not even a bit. Cause I am happy, and I freely admit I'm inappropriate for my age. And hello, hello, hello. This is Adrian Berg. And this is one of, I think, some of the most exciting guests we have are the guests who are out there doing something about our own aging and how it will affect us. And certainly, probably very few are up there with Keith Comito, uh, who is the founder of LEAF, who is creating every single year a major conference bringing together folks in the investment industry, in the healthcare industry, in the geroscience industry, and the press to create awareness about the possibility of healthy longevity for all. And as I had mentioned, 
I asked him, what do you want to make sure that everybody knows before we leave our show? We have a show that seems like it's long, 40 minutes, and, and, and then it runs away. So go ahead, Keith. What is the one thing that you would really be disappointed if we finished and you didn't get a chance to say? Sure. That would be, uh, to echo your earlier sentiment, Adrian, is that you, the audience, the listeners, you are very important in driving this field forward, not just as trial participants, but just by being informed and being uh, able to know what to rabble rouse about. Because right now in this era of COVID-19, the spotlight is on the fact that aging is the primary risk factor for COVID-19. And oh, by the way, also for everything else. And that is building pressure that we're now able to get in the room with some policymakers, to get in the room with mainstream press and get people talking about this issue. And that's really what we need to do. We need to make this a national conversation that people say, hey, why can't we age healthier as a society? It is super important for X, Y, and Z, and the reasons are myriad. And you, the audience, are directly involved in that. So if you want to get informed, you can go to lifespan.io slash news. If you want to help us directly, you can go to lifespan.io slash hero, or just in general, even if it's not through us, you know, get informed. There are a lot of things you can do simply by just being informed. And of course, you're going to get and, those um, about uh, URLs on our newsletter, and you'll also get it on the player of this particular show, and that is at generationworldradio.com. So I had said to, to Keith, I have a question I'm going to ask him after the show, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to actually ask him on the show right now because you brought it up, and that is the press. There was a time that you could have anything about aging and nobody would cover it. But if a Kardashian changed their nail polish, it was all over the press. Now, we here have COVID, and for the first time, unfortunately, aging is trending. What do you think? Do you think after this, the press is going to become brain dead again? I mean, I am press, so look, I'm talking about myself. Um, when it comes to issues of aging, I remember going to Obama's uh, 2015 Washington Conference on Aging, which was where aging policy is made, Keith, and there was hardly any press. It was unbelievable. You think that's changing? I know you're working very hard to make that change. And why do you think it's it's not covered except in a pandemic or a crisis? Sure. I'll take the second part first. Um, I, I think historically why it's not covered has to do with cognitive biases, like the identifiable victim bias. Aging affects everyone. So in, in a you know, mm -hmm. cognitive bias way, therefore affects no one. <laughs> you know, if you think of a specific disease, you can picture that child with leukemia and you latch onto it. But aging is everywhere and happens slowly. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to prioritize in our primate brains, right? But in the current age of COVID, for the earlier mentioned reasons, uh, it's getting attention now. And I do think some aspect of this will last if we know how to leverage this properly. And I'll just give you an, a, two examples of a tactic that I think can work. And again, something your audience can employ, <laughs> you know, if they're friends with any people in the press. A very successful thing to do is to find out how the cause that you care about naturally fits in and supplements other causes that are very much in the zeitgeist. So this is 
aging is the ultimate nonpartisan issue. It affects everyone, but uh, I'm just putting that disclaimer because I'm going to mention, you know, a potentially mm-hmm. left idea here as an example. Medicare for all, right? A lot of people have been rabble rousing about Medicare for all. It's a big issue right now in the U.S. So you can you can easily see, and I was able to leverage this successfully to get on a lot of mainstream news and talk about this. Okay, you want this idea, Medicare for all, government paying for healthcare, etc. Then you whip out the graph of the gray tsunami of the aging population demographics. And you say, hey, if you want this to work, if we don't make society age healthier and have more younger, you know, biologically younger people productive into the society, paying for the, the elders, systems like Medicare for all and also Social Security are doomed to collapse in 20 years. So you have to make this part of your platform. And, uh, and even it's it's true biologically, but also if you don't do it, you'll open yourself up to political attack, legitimate political attack. So that's how you get people. It makes to perfect sense, and this is why you and I, issue. Keith, are always on the same sense? page, literally, figuratively. Uh, yes. For those of you who are my followers, you probably know I have a blog, and uh, Keith may not know, but it's called the Aging for Beginners. And on in that blog is something that is exactly what Keith is very graphically explained. One of those blogs is called Piggyback PR, Piggyback Public Relations, how you piggyback on a story that is not exactly in your lane to make awareness for what you're talking about. So a piggyback story would be Medicare for All, what it costs, and how it can become possible if it was cheaper, and how would it be cheaper? Well, if you all aged well, we have 18% of our gross national product is spent on health care, 18%. Now, I don't know what you think about that, but let me tell you, it is the most of a, any GNP in the world. There is no other country that spends 18% of their GNP except the U.S. And where do we fall in healthy longevity? Top? No around the middle, a little bit under the middle. Singapore is so ahead of us that your head will spin. And that is 18% of, of one of the largest GP, GNPs in the whole world. So think about that. It's too expensive. Unhealthy aging is very expensive. Yes, that is one way. I've done it, Keith, when I'm talking about beauty and fashion. You can do that too. So this is where the excitement, I think, comes in. And and before we finish for now, again, I, I really want people to go to this conference because you really have no excuse for not for not doing it. Uh, probably you're still home. I, I hate the thought, but August is probably going to be one of those where you're longing to get on an airplane and you can't. When and how do we become part of your conference? Sure. The conference will be on August 20th and 21st, uh, pretty much all day events. So if you <laughs> you don't want to sit there for 12 hours a day, you can find the sessions that you want uh, and you know buy into those specific sessions by going to lifespan.io conference. I believe it is this week's, this very week, uh, the uh, blog is Medicare and Prevention, Not Perfect Together. And it's basically because I'm press. I can say what I want. I don't have to restrain myself. Uh, and that is that there's not enough coverage of prevention. 
if there was, we wouldn't be spending so much on cure. So that's really another a whole other part of what, what Keith is trying to accomplish here and what our group at Metabesity 2020 is trying to accomplish. And that is allowing uh, prevention to be the focus of research. And that means that we need a disease and we have to stop needing research to be disease-focused and allow us to be prevention-focused. And that's where getting to your legislature, paying attention to the press is really up to you. Uh, so, Keith, uh, last last comment, and this is really personal. You've been working on this for a few years. You're a young guy. Are you happy that you started this whole thing? Absolutely. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's a, it's a lot of work, <laughs> a lot of overwork, but uh, – there's a quote. It's it's going to sound weird, but you know, if you haven't read Frankenstein, it's actually a wonderful book. And there's a quote in it that matters to me, which is uh, nothing tranquilizes the mind like a steady purpose. And that's what that's what this is for me. It's that I know I always have a reason, and it's the best reason in the world. Like, how can you argue you're trying well, to I literally understand. save the lives of everyone on the planet? Right? Not yeah. to be too grandiose. It about is wonderful, it, but and by the way, it fits right into our lessons. In really Six years, year. and I say this every week. Get out there, kids, and make it happen. I'm inappropriate.